Thank you for listening to Elohim Christian Church's podcast. We're a place where imperfect people worship and meet a perfect God. If this is your first time listening, we're located in Richmond Hill in Queens, New York City, and are led by pastors Carlos and Rebecca Medina. If you're looking for a place to worship and to know Jesus, we would love to meet you and see you in person. Find us online at www.elohimchurch.org so we can connect. And now, here's this week's message. invites us all to follow him and today we're going to talk on that theme following Jesus following Jesus Luke chapter 7 verses 36 to 50 and the word of the Lord says in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume as she stood behind him at his feet weeping she began to wet his feet with her tears then she wiped them with her hair kissed them and poured perfume on them When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus said, Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown but whoever has been forgiven little loves little then jesus said to her your sins are forgiven the other guests began to say among themselves who is this who is this who even forgives sins jesus said to the woman your faith has saved you go in peace dear heavenly father we come before your presence thanking you for your word Thanking you for your unbelievable, Lord, grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord God, because while we were sinners, God, you loved us. Thank you, God, for your great love. Thank you, Jesus, because you are with us here today, God. And I pray, Lord God, that our hearts would be open, our minds, our ears would be open to what you have to tell us today, Lord God. And that we, Lord God, will respond to your word with commitment, Lord God. Committed to following you, Jesus, all the days of our lives, not just in words, God, but in action. Paying the price and the cost, Lord God, to follow you faithfully. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you lead us, Lord God, into all truth. Minister to our lives, Lord God, that this day, Lord God, be the day that marks, Lord, that changes our perspective, that challenges us, Lord God, to follow you more closely. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord.
Praise God. Before we continue, I wanted to say something, and I just forgot with Project Rescue. I wanted to thank, since we're back here, I wanted to thank this group of people, and I'm just going to call them the tech team. I don't know if that's a thing, but maybe it'll be, right? Everybody who made it possible that we're back here today, can we give them a hand clap? The tech team, Pastor Kingsley, Edwin, Laura, Felix. I see Dahlia back there. She's saying no, but yes. Uh, Jamie, of course, right? All the pastors that are here today, thank you. Thank you so much. I have to tell you, I was talking to Carlos this morning, and I'm like, this trip is too long. Why are you here? I was complaining. I got to be honest. I'm like, I feel unanchored. He says, you know, Becky, your anchor is in the Lord. I'm like, I know. <laughs> but um, I do miss him. And But I just thank everybody who is present and who made this. I mean, I was worried about the sound. Doesn't the sound? It's not bad, right? It's good. It's good. We have such a professional team, right? God bless them, God keep them. Everybody who volunteers, everybody who serves, you're such a blessing, thank you. I wanna say you're following Jesus, praise the Lord, because you're serving his kingdom. So we're talking about following Jesus, and I have to say following is not easy. How many can say amen? Come on, all those type A personalities, all of you who like to be in control, following is not easy. Adele Calhoun writes, following requires humility, risk, attention, awareness, and guts. It means serving someone else's agenda and following his or her cues. Following requires that I let go of my own way and I trail the leader. But everything in me resists trailing behind someone else, especially when I think I can make it on my own or lead just as well. Following for any length of time tests both our character and our steadfastness. Following isn't easy, but today, according to this passage that we have read, I want to talk about what it means really to follow Jesus. What does that look like? And you might be saying, well, I've heard this topic a million times. I know what it is to follow Jesus, but you know how every now and then we need to do a checkup. We need to do a self-check. We need to know and evaluate what is it to mean? What does it look like to follow Jesus? Many say they believe in Jesus, Christ, but that's not the same as following Jesus. Others says they know Christ, but their relationship is superficial. They seek a relationship when it's convenient or when they need something. Something that following Jesus means being religious, following traditions, or doing good works. But today we want to say, we want to know what it really means to follow Jesus. What are we saying? What does that look like? When we say, I want to follow Jesus. I want to live for Christ. 
So we're going to highlight several things in the passage. I invite you to leave your Bible open or your app open, whatever it is that you're using. And let's look at this passage. Because the first thing that we can highlight, the first thing that we can see is the courage of this woman. This woman is not named, but she is remembered through the centuries, right? And her experience, although she was some women, applies to women, applies to men. So the first thing we want to talk about is that following Jesus takes courage. It takes courage when we truly want to follow Jesus. On each slide that I present, there's going to be a quote there for you to read. Because when we have courage, we can truly follow Jesus and do what he has called us to do in freedom. We read Luke 7, 37 to 39. It says a woman that lived, in, a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came with an alabaster jar of perfume. The Pharisee who in verse 39 says, who invited him, said to himself, if this man were truly a prophet, he would know who's touching him, that she's a sinner. So it seemed that many people present, many people there, knew that this woman was a sinner, that she lived a sinful lifestyle. And when the Bible refers to that, it's talking about prostitution, right? And or adultery. So for her, showing up at the Pharisee's house was not an easy thing. You know how uncomfortable we feel sometimes when we feel out of place? And maybe we were invited and you feel a little bit, oh, I don't fit here. I feel a little out of place. That's a not, not a good feeling. Imagine this woman showing up at the Pharisee's house because the Pharisees rejected women like her. The religious people rejected the sinners. Pharisee means set apart. They didn't want to integrate. They didn't want anything to do with people who were labeled as sinners. So we can infer from the passage that this woman arrived here as an unwanted guest. She was unwanted in this place. And I asked myself, why then? Why would the woman brave the scorn of the Pharisees and the guests and the other people that were there to come into this house uninvited? Why would she do that? I don't know if I would have had the courage to do so. But she did it because she had something of utmost importance to do. She wanted to honor the master. She wanted to worship. She wanted to seek forgiveness from Jesus. And she did not let the criticism. She did not let the rejection. She did not let the embarrassment deter her from her purpose. She wanted to follow Christ. She demonstrated courage in the fact that she followed him into a difficult place. When we are in pursuit of Jesus, when we want to follow Jesus, we have to be willing to follow him wherever he goes, and it won't always be easy. These missionaries, these people who go to foreign countries and foreign lands, they're following Jesus in the middle of these places, whether it be the red light districts around the world, whether it be places where there are no believers, whether it be in heavy Muslim communities, where it be where their life is in danger. When we follow Jesus, it's not always easy. 
Here in the United States of America, we may not face the trials and tribulations that these people face in other countries, but we have our own situations that Jesus calls him, calls us to follow him. He calls us to follow him when we have to enter into a space of forgiveness, when we need to forgive. He says, follow me in this. When we are called to love people who don't love us back, when we are called to love our enemies, Jesus says, follow me in this. And it's a hard place to follow Jesus. How many say amen? I know I'm not the only one who thinks that. <laughs> it's a hard place. But when we want to follow Jesus, it takes courage. The Bible says in Luke 9, 23, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. There might be people who say they know Jesus, but they're not a lot of followers of Jesus disciples of Jesus, because taking up our cross and following Jesus takes courage. It is a decision that we have to make daily. Follow Jesus, denying myself, understanding that there will be obstacles. People talk, people criticize, the enemy opposes. But we are going to be different than everybody else. We're not going to fit in in our jobs. How many times have I been out because I love the people in my job and we'll have our parties and they're like, you're not going to have a drink? And I have to explain it again and again and again. And we're not going to fit in. I've been there a long time, so I've gotten to the point where, you know, people just, you either love me or you don't. It is what it is, right? But we're not going to always fit in. We are going to be different. Not better different. Our light has to shine wherever we are, and that takes courage. The Bible says in John 16, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. These are encouraging words to us. He has overcome the world, and if I believe and trust in him, I too am, am an overcomer. Knowing what the Bible says fills us with courage. Knowing what the Bible says gives me somewhere to stand. When I know the promises of God, I can have this courage. When the Holy Spirit fills our lives, the Holy Spirit fills us. It gives us the courage to stand up and live a life that's pleasing to God. When we know that Corinthians 4, 8, and 9 says that we are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. Amen. Hallelujah. That gives us courage. Why does the Bible say that? Because he knows that's what's going to happen but we're not defeated. Let us follow Christ and be courageous by standing on his promises. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Let us follow Jesus and be courageous by standing on his promises. Philippians 1.16 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it into the day of completion in Christ Jesus. 
It's a process. It's a process. If I've, I've had a hundred opportunities and I've failed maybe 90 times, I've lacked courage. But those 10 times, right? Those rest of the times I've had courage, don't get discouraged. It's a process. It's growth. Let us stand on the promises and don't give up. Let us be courageous because Romans 8.31 says that if God is for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. We have to renew our mind with these thoughts. People say, how do I battle? How do I have courage? How do I stand firm in my job? Maybe I'm the only believer in my family. How can I speak truth in, with love? How can I love my enemy? How can I forgive? How? We must renew our mind with the promises of God. And he gives us the courage, the power that we need to live a life pleasing unto him. Verse 39 in the passage the, 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 the Pharisee, Simon, he says, to him, he says to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. But I love the fact that Jesus knew exactly who she was. He did know who she was and he did not reject her. He did not reject her. He did not walk away. He did not ignore her. He received her worship and he loved her. Because that's what Jesus does when we come to him. We can have courage in following Christ no matter who we are. Because he will not turn his face from us. We can draw near to Jesus. We can follow him. We can be courageous by making an effort, putting all things, all obstacles to the side. And Jesus will receive us with love. If you say, well, how do you know that? Because he's already demonstrated his perfect love on the cross of Calvary. He gave his life for us. That blood shed was to wipe my many, many, many sins away. I'm so grateful. So grateful to the Lord. Perhaps we have forgotten the promises of God in our life. Perhaps we have lacked the courage we need in difficult times. Each of us have our difficult times, our difficult places. Perhaps rejection or shame or guilt have been obstacles in following Christ. But today the Bible says we can be courageous. This woman did not let the Pharisees, the people, or, or anybody else prevent her from meeting Christ. Don't allow anything to be an obstacle as you follow Christ. Jesus receives us with love. Jesus, listen, her difficult place was following him into that house, to the Pharisees. I don't know what your difficult place is. We all have a difficult place, whether it be at home, in relationships, at work, with family, with friends. I don't know what your difficult place is, but I tell you that it's worth following Jesus. Because when you follow Jesus, you can have an encounter that can impact your eternity. How many say amen? So following Jesus requires courage. Requires courage that he himself gives us. The next thing we can see in the life of this woman in this passage, in verse, uh, it says, Following Jesus means 
giving him our all. Giving him our all. Some people follow to a certain point, and then they're like, they start backing up. Some people say, I'll follow you to this point, but that's as far as I can go, Jesus. This is as far as I can trust you. This is as far as I'm willing to give. And it's, it's your choice. It's our choice. But truly following Jesus and being a disciple means giving him our all. So it says that the woman was there and she brought with her an alabaster jar filled with a fragrant oil to anoint Jesus. And the oil was probably called a, a spikenard. And it was a very, very expensive type of perfume. It was usually imported from India in an alabaster jar. And it could cost, John tells us, chapter 12, it could cost us about a year worth of wage, this perfume. So the custom in those days was when special guests arrived, um, the host, as they walked in, would usually anoint their head with oil. And what we can notice from this woman's action was that she used this oil, this precious, expensive oil, not on Jesus' head, but on his feet. And not only did she humble herself by washing his feet with her tears, but she used her most precious possessions. She used the oil. She used her hair to cleanse the feet of Jesus, the most humblest part of his body. Her worship, her service, her gift to Jesus was personal. She did it all herself and she gave it all to the Lord. She gave him her best. The Bible says that she did this weeping at his feet, kissing his feet, drying his feet with her hair. The sincerity of her actions can be clearly seen. She worshiped him to the point that it cost her everything. She worshiped him. She followed him to the point that it cost her everything. Neither the Pharisees nor the people understood her worship. They didn't understand this gift. They didn't understand why she would give him this. They didn't understand the depth of her feeling and her desire to honor the master. No matter what it cost her, it cost her the perfume, the suffering, the shame, the rejection. She was willing to endure it all. She was willing to give it all because she understood how Jesus loved her. When we understand how Jesus loves us, we got to be willing. If you're not willing, this is harsh. If this is harsh, if you're not willing, you don't understand. Because when we understand what Christ has done for us, his blood shed on Calvary to cleanse us from our sins. When we were once lost, despair, enslaved, and that blood shed forgave me of my sins, we give our all to follow Jesus. Nothing is above him. Not another person, not my husband, not my children, not my ministry, not fame, not money, not my, not my reputation, not my appearance. Nothing. 
Nothing is worth. Nothing is 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 can be higher. Nothing. There's nothing more that we can give. He has given us our all. We have to give him our all, since he's given us his all. We see Paul in the New Testament. Paul in the New Testament had an encounter with the risen Christ. He spoke to the risen Jesus, and Paul dedicated his life preaching, teaching, sharing the truth and the love of God and the love of Jesus. He planted churches. He encouraged countless of people. He gave his all, his very life, to the master. And you want to say, well, Becky, that's the example you want to use. Paul? Paul is Paul. Paul is just like you and I. Paul was just like you and I, but he followed Christ. It's the same call for us. It's the same call for us to share the love of Jesus in our world, in your sphere of influence, to live for Christ, following him. Queen Esther in the Old Testament, she gave her all. She says, if I lose my life, I lose my life. I need to do this. She put her very own life in danger. Her very own life in danger to be used by God so that his eternal purposes could be fulfilled through her. She was willing. Are we willing? Are we willing? Because I feel like nowadays, and I include myself, something happens and we're immediately what? Discouraged. I'm out of there. I'm not doing this anymore. Why does she look at me that way? Well, I mean, the mid, like, tiny things like you're like really oh my god but you know what I'm not judging because I do the same thing sometimes I really do <laughs> sometimes things come our way and you're like oh my goodness how can I do this one more day but the thing is that when we are followers of Christ we are willing to let God's good purposes be fulfilled in our lives be fulfilled in our families. Be fulfilled. And will, will we have to suffer for somebody else? Yes. A family member, a spouse, a child, a brother, a sister, a friend, a co-worker. We will pay the price so that they can see Christ in us. Amen. Jesus gave us his everything. His life and atonement for our sins. Have we given him the most precious things in our life? Because I started by saying people work a certain way. They're like, okay, I get to this point. I think it's good enough. Jesus, you're happy with this, right? I go to church on Sundays. I give my offering. That's enough, right, Lord? We go to a certain place, but have we given him the most precious things in our life? Or do we only give him the leftover? Do we only give when we want something for him? Do we only give when there's time? We need to ask ourselves, what is the most precious thing in my life? Is it my career? Is it money? Is it my comfort, my downtime? Oh no, no, my downtime is precious. I, I need to rest, I work hard. And let me tell you, I feel that way sometimes. <laughs> But when that impedes us from doing what God calls us to do, it's a problem. What is that most precious thing? Is it my dreams, my futures, my desires? And these things aren't necessarily bad things in and of themselves. But when they take the place of God in our life, this is the most important thing. When it becomes that one most precious thing. 
Because in our hearts, we have room for only one most precious thing, and that has to be Jesus. We can't serve God. We can't follow Jesus faithfully and serve many other things. We have to lay all these things at his feet. We have to put them and say, Jesus, I have this dream. I have this desire. I would like to do this, God. But above all things, I want to follow you. Those things aren't bad. I'm not speaking against them. Your ambitions, your desires, your dreams. Yes, we need our comfort. Yes, we need to rest. I understand all that. But it can't go above what God is calling us to do. So we acknowledge those things and we say, but God, above all else, above what I want, my desires, I want to follow you. How many say amen? So we said that following Jesus takes courage. Following Jesus means giving him our all. And our last point, following Jesus means being vulnerable. Being vulnerable. How is this woman vulnerable? She voluntarily presented herself in her sinful state before Jesus, before the Pharisees, before all those people. She did not hide her sin. She did not make excuses for her decisions, but she simply sought the grace and the forgiveness of Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? She was vulnerable. When someone appears vulnerable, sincere before Jesus, seeking grace and forgiveness, they always find a God who loves them. In Luke chapter 5, when Peter meets Jesus at the miraculous catch of fish, Peter himself realizes he's not worthy to be with Jesus. In Luke 5, Peter says to Jesus, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. But Jesus says to him, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fisher of men. Peter was vulnerable before Jesus. He knew that he was not worthy, but Jesus had a purpose with Peter's life. When we're vulnerable, the Lord accepts us. The Lord gives us a mission. He gives us a purpose. When we realize, I am here simply and only by the grace and the mercy of God. I'm not a perfect person. I don't have to appear perfect to anybody. John, 1st of John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Psalms 51, 17 says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O Lord, you will not despise. We have to be vulnerable before the Lord. We have to say, Lord, I want to be courageous. I want to give you my all, and I want to be vulnerable. I need help in this. I'm weak in this area. Forgive me, Lord. We have to be vulnerable because we all struggle with things. If I ask you, who doesn't struggle with anything? I don't think anybody could raise their hand. We all struggle with different things. The Bible says in Proverbs 28, 13, such a powerful verse. It says, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. God, I just cannot live without the mercy of God. 
I cannot live without the love of God, the grace of God upon my life. It says, the Bible says that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Sometimes in following Christ, we are our own obstacles. It's not even something else or someone else. It's our pride, our lack of repentance, thinking I'm fine. How are you doing? Fine. I'm okay. I don't need Jesus. I can handle, even when we know him, we may have this attitude. But we have all sinned. Think of the best person you could think of in the world. That person is included when it says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That person's name is included. My name is included. And your name is included too. We've all sinned. We can't let pride be an obstacle to presenting ourselves vulnerable before the Lord. When we approach him in humility, he does not reject us. Only you know what you might be struggling with today. What your temptation, your vulnerabilities, your weakness are. But there is an invitation today to present yourself before the Lord. On this day that we start a summer season, that this summer would be different. There's an invitation to be courageous, to give him your all, to be vulnerable before the Lord. Because we then will see. Find forgiveness, restoration, strength, wholeness, recognizing that we need his love in our life. To finish up, I'm going to invite King. We're talking about following Christ. We read in this passage that that woman left differently after meeting with Christ. She left that place a different person. What were her attitudes? What action did she take? She had courage. She followed him into a difficult place. She gave her all to Christ. Her most expensive, costly possessions. She gave it to the master. And she presented herself vulnerable before the Lord. And I want to finish with this last thought. Look at the Bible and look at that last verse. It says... Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This is my favorite part. <laughs> because when he looks at the woman directly, he says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. He acknowledges that her faith in his promise has brought her salvation. He offered her the blessing that Jews would give to one another at that time. He said to her, shalom. He said, it's not just peace. It's a wonderful peace. It means prosperity, fulfillment, goodness, blessing from one believing Jew to another. Jesus welcomed her back into the fellowship and salvation of God's people. Follow Christ in faith. Give him your best in faith. And you will be able to receive that peace. The shalom of God. You can receive the peace of God. And you can have peace with God. Peace in your life. Peace in your mind. Peace in your family. Peace in your home. Peace in the midst of the storms. Peace at your workplace. When the storm rages, there's no price for that. There's no price for that. God's shalom. She had courage to follow Jesus. 
she gave Jesus her all she was vulnerable before the Lord and the Lord said to her your faith has saved you go in peace his shalom covered her hallelujah his goodness his total blessings let's commit ourselves to Jesus let us stand to our feet let's follow the Lord let's follow Jesus with the direction of the Holy Spirit and in doing we can be followers of Christ not just by words but by actions and I understand I'm mostly speaking here to a house of believers but like I said in the beginning we need to do an internal check because sometimes we get comfortable sometimes we think following Jesus is singing some songs and showing up God wants to do so much more in your life and sometimes we go from struggle to struggle to struggle I struggled I, I'm okay I struggle I'm okay and yes there are struggles in this life but let me tell you when you follow Jesus his shalom is what he offers you his wonderful peace complete blessings in the midst of the storms in decision making in conversations as you raise your children as you further your education as you go forward in your career as you develop, develop in ministry as you serve the people of God as you go out there and witness his shalom his peace I would hope that that this word would give you pause and we can evaluate and say how am I following Jesus I prayed after studying and I said Lord I need more of your courage I just need it I need more of your courage Jesus to follow you I want to give you my all Jesus I want Lord God to make your name great at all times Lord I desire Lord God help me be vulnerable because I you just can't fake it you just can't fake it and who wants to live that life it, it, it is what it is we need to be sincere before the Lord and when we are his shalom his peace he says you're saved and I give you peace I don't know who with every eyes closed and our heads bowed down the altar is open in a few minutes the worship team is going to come up and if you desire prayer to apply this word not just to be a hearer of the word but to say God I need courage I need courage I want to follow you sincerely and wholeheartedly I have to tell you that he will give you his strength the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that tomorrow Monday morning you wake up you got to go into your hard place you got to follow Christ into your hard place he will be there he will be there he will help you he will give you the peace that your heart longs for whatever the storm is whatever the hard place is whatever vulnerability we may have Christ is there and he is here so that we can make a way and give you the strength to follow him all the days of your life dear Lord we thank you we thank you for your word we thank you Lord God I thank you because this woman's story is my true story God because I was lost 
but you saved me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord God, for the strength and the courage that you give us, Lord. I pray that you fill us day by day, day by day with your presence, with your anointing, God. Help us be committed followers of you, Jesus, that we would be courageous, that we would give you our all, that we would give you our best, Lord God, and that we would be vulnerable, and that we would walk in your shalom, oh God, walk in your peace for everything, Lord God to battle Lord God to battle on until the day you come I thank you I thank you for your love I thank you because you are the good shepherd in this house and we are the sheep that follow your voice God help us not reject help us not stay closed off Lord help us realize that we need to follow you Lord that we need you Jesus I thank you in Jesus name and the church says as the worship team worships I know we're not in the sanctuary, but the Spirit of God is in this place. It would be our honor to pray with you, to walk with you, to pray that the Lord gives us more courage, all of us, to pray that the Lord would give us the, the, the bravery, the courage to give Him our best, to be vulnerable, and that we can receive His shalom for all times in our lives. And the church says, Amen. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, the altar is open. We worship you, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it blesses and encourages your life.